Welcome back to The Witch's Haunt. I'm your host, Anna, aka Cedar Moon. In this podcast, we discover all things spirituality and magic. My goal is to support each other on our own sacred path. Let's dive into the mysteries of this universe together. Okay, today today is an interesting episode, I'm not gonna lie. So I've been wondering what could I do that kind of goes along with the theme of Valentine's Day because it's around the corner and I think all of you lovebirds are already in the mood for some loving and, you know, some handwritten love letters and stuff like that. But today I want to take a look at the origins of Valentine's Day and what it really is about because it's pretty dark. It's actually more bloody and dark and occult than we think. So let's dive into this. Okay, let's get into it all. So yeah, let's get started. So what is Valentine's Day all about? Due to a lack of written historical documentation, the detailed history of Valentine's Day is a bit murky. But one of the origins is rooted in paganism. The festival of Lupercalia was celebrated in ancient Rome. Unlike Valentine's Day, however, Lupercalia was a bloody, violent, and sexually charged celebration awash with animal sacrifice, random matchmaking, and coupling in the hopes of awarding of evil spirits and infertility. The name Lupercalia derives from the story of Romulus and Remus. Lupus means wolf in Latin. In Roman mythology, Romulus and Remus are twin brothers who were taken care of by a she-wolf. Their story tells of the events that eventually led to the founding of the city of Rome. Lupercalia began with a big feast and lots of wine, followed by the sacrifice of goats and one dog to the gods. As you might assume, the dog was a symbolic stand-in for a wolf in this instance. And after the sacrifice, two priests would come forward and the sacrificial blood would be placed on the forehead and then washed off with goat's milk. This symbolically washed away the feud and violence between the founding brothers of Rome. Afterward, all the priests would leave the cave and take the hides of the sacrificed goats to create whips. They stripped naked and ran up and down the streets, lightly whipping the people as they ran. The whips weren't designed to hurt anyone. This was meant to be a playful and humorous act. In fact, people wanted to get hit as it was believed that being hit with a goat whip would bring luck and make you more fertile. During Lupercalia, the men randomly chose a woman's name from a jar to be coupled with them for the duration of the festival. Often, the couple stayed together until the following year's festival. Many fell in love and married. But there is, however, a second origin, which pretty much explains the name Valentine's Day. So the second origin is actually Saint Valentine. There are several legends surrounding the life of Saint Valentine. 
the most common is that on 1 February 14, during the 3rd century AD, a man named Valentine was executed by the Roman Emperor Claudius II after being imprisoned for assisting persecuted Christians and secretly marrying Christian couples in love. So during his imprisonment, he tried actually converting Claudius II to Christianity, which he did not really like. So Claudius became enraged and ordered Valentine to reject his faith or be killed. He refused to forsake his faith, so Valentine was beheaded. Legend also tells of another story that happened during Valentine's imprisonment after he tutored a, ga a girl named Julia. The Sorry, I have an itch on my back and it kills me. Okay, I'm good. Legend also tells of another story that happened during Valentine's imprisonment after he tutored a girl named Julia, the blind daughter of his jailer. The legend states, God restored Julia's sight after she and Valentine prayed together. On the eve of his execution, Valentine supposedly penned a note to Julia and signed it from your Valentine. Some historians believe more than one man named Valentine was executed by Claudius. Anyhow, the Catholic Church declared him a saint and listed him as being martyred on February 14. So uh, I have a third part, which is pretty interesting because my mom, she sent me a card once with Cupid on it. And I was wondering, where does it actually come from? I was always wondering, you know, I'm asking a lot of questions all the time. So I thought, yes, this is the occasion to research where actually Cupid and the origins derive from because each Valentine's Day, we see images of this chubby winged god, Cupid, taking aim with his bow and arrow at his unsuspecting victims. And yeah, just like before, somehow it all leads back to Roman mythology. Weirdly enough, I mean, hmm. Cupid is a figure from, as I said, Roman mythology, often portrayed as the god of love and desire. In Greek mythology, he is known as Eros, the son of Venus and Mars, the goddess of love and the god of war. Fun fact, Cupid is winged, allegedly, because lovers are flighty and likely to change their minds and boyish because love is rational. So that's kind of the explanation. Sometimes he's also portrayed as being blindfolded. So you could really, you know, refer to love is blind. So Eros was a handsome winged immortal who played with the emotions of gods and men by using golden arrows to ignite love and leaden, leaden, leaden? I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh my God, how embarrassing. Wait a minute.
Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. Eros was a handsome winged immortal who played with the emotions of gods and men by using golden arrows to ignite love and leaden arrows to incite aversion. Later, as the Romans reinterpreted Greek myths, Eros was renamed Cupid, which stems from the word for desire. So Eros was not all about the sexual act. For the early Greek philosopher Empedocles, Eros was paired with Ares, the goddess of strife and conflict, as the two most influential forces in the universe. Eros and Ares personified attraction and division at an elemental level. The natural powers that cause matter to bring life into existence and then tear it apart again. In the ancient world, sex and desire were considered an essential part of life, but dangerous if they become too dominant. Plato's Symposium, a dialogue on the nature of eros, displays the ideas of desire at the time. Moving from its effects on the body to its nature and ability to reflect who people are. One of the most memorable segments from this dialogue is when the speaker Aristophanes humorously describes the origins of Eros. He explains that all humans were once two people combined in one. The gods punished humans for their arrogance by separating them into individuals. So desire is really a longing to be whole again really interesting when i was researching this i was like hey that's actually you know we are not really grasping all the amazing history behind everything i mean how often is it we just turn it into a capitalistic holiday capitalistic celebration we're not really looking at where it comes from and where it's all originating from so i hope that you enjoyed this little excourse into history but of course i also have a reading for you today guys it's gonna be a little longer because this episode in and of itself is a little shorter so i figured why not give you a more in-depth reading with some oracle cards as well so let's jump on over to the reading but before we do so quick reminder as always <laughs> little advertisement break here if you don't want to miss out on all things spiritual spiritual development dark night of the soul divine feminine and all of the good stuff i have so many amazing videos coming up on my youtube channel so please what are you waiting for guys it's free it's just seriously a click away and you know if you want to support the podcast one of the best ways you can do so is going over to my youtube channel subscribe and leave a comment show me some love and also if you do want to of course you're invited to give this podcast a 
five star rating if you enjoyed the show so far. So please go ahead. I'm always happy. I see every single one of your comments and everything. I'm really highly appreciative. You guys mean the world to me. So yeah, let's get to the rating of the week. For the rating of the week, you can pick from a pile, meaning either left, middle, or right, or A, B, C, one, two, three, whatever you want to call it. So think of it like this. You have a pile of tarot, two tarot, and one oracle card. So it's fair and balanced. Doesn't really matter. Just pick intuitively. And let's see what the energies hold for you this week. So if you chose pile number one, we have the Badger and the Ginkgo as healing wounds. This is from the Oracle cards and the Queen of Pentacles, two of swords energy. So the thing with you is by healing your wounds, by looking at your wounds and really working through them, I mean, not only understanding where they are, but actually facing them and working with the trauma and the wounds and everything that you've gone through because I feel there's a lot you've gone through. Nevertheless, you know that you're strong, you know that you're resilient and you're stepping into the energy of the Queen of Pentacles. Very, very abundant, meaning the more you work on yourself, the more you draw in abundance. Uh, sorry, my speech. <laughs> the more you work on yourself, the more you draw in abundance. And the thing is, You've been pretty much chasing the abundance outside of yourself, when in reality, the abundance is inside of yourself. The more you work on yourself, the more you give to yourself, meaning self-love and stuff like this, the more you will receive everything. And I mean, you know, this can be money, this can be respect from others, this can be the love that you're looking for in your life. So everything that you ever wanted is pretty much on the table with you healing your wounds. With the two of swords, we have the call from the universe to discern between what's right for you and what's wrong by being logical yes you're very emotional but also step away from the too emotional side and also take a look at what really helps you in your state right now like what can you do actively to help yourself to help yourself feel more um, aligned that can also be looking for maybe therapy and stuff like this. I'm not going to put this into a very deep reading, but for you, I also hear asking for help and, you know, the figure is blindfolded. It's really about you being intuitive, but rational at the same time. So you're being intuitive. This is your gift. You're very emotional. You're a very uh, emotional type of person, which is your gift. This is a gift, not a punishment. But at the same time, we can't always be too much in our emotions because what happens is you're diving so deep into your own emotions that you spiral down. And this is what you're not supposed to do. You are supposed to get into your feelings to work with them. But, you know, don't spiral down into the negativity because you are not a victim. You're actually very much in power and in control. So for the pile number two, the bear and the cedar is leadership. This is a phase in your life, especially the next upcoming week or whenever you hear it, if, if you're hearing it later, you're going into a phase of acknowledging that you want to take on more responsibility so the ace of wands coming up the three of cups you're working with other people 
or celebrating with other people or both. I mean, it's giving the energy of both. It's you're combining what you love and what you really want to do with what you're capable of. So you have the capabilities of a leader. You have the the capacity to lead on people or to inspire people. You don't necessarily have to be a boss or, you know, that does not mean that you're a leader, quote unquote. It means that you lead people on with your energy, with your enthusiasm, with who you are, with how you are. You're being called to step more into the energy, even more than before into the energy of being ace of wands initiative you're taking the lead you're doing things like the thing sometimes is the issue that we sometimes have is we mm, we don't take action for a prolonged period of time we kind of unlearn how to take action so maybe for you it's also about relearning how to take action and also trust in your own abilities because deep down you already know you have everything that it takes and people they approach you they come to you for advice and everything. So why do you, why do you think is that? Of course, because you're capable. It, I mean, it wouldn't be that way if you weren't capable. It just like makes sense, okay? So also reach out. Networking is what I'm hearing. So with the three, it's always the energy of working together. Collaborations, networking, not shying away from asking people, just like me on the podcast, I'm not shying away from hitting people up, sliding into their DMs and asking them like, hey, you want to maybe work together? And I can tell you 90% or 99% of the time, uh, okay, I haven't been, you know, hitting up that many people, but like, I've never gotten a no, like, okay, so that's just like, for me, a quick inspo here, like, don't think that you can't approach others to work with them and join your power together. Now, with the third pile, we have the crow in the dogwood is intelligence. You are being called here. The five of pentacles coming up, loss, abandonment. The two of cups is your cup being filled and also harmony, balance, and emotional aspects here. Your, your intelligence will soon show you that the past version, everything that has happened to you, or might I say for you, because we know uh, it's so cringy, but everything that happens happens for us. I know we often don't want to hear it because all of the suffering that has happened to us, it's um, excruciating and sometimes, you know, we just had enough and you spend a lot of time in this state of thinking you're never gonna get the emotional fulfillment that you actually want but the thing is your intelligence serves you as your navigation and if you think about it long enough if you really really tune into this your past version this person that you once were and it's not to say that you're looking back in anger or resentment and saying oh i was such a failure no you're acknowledging you, the past version brought you to where you need to be. The past version might have taken a couple of routes that weren't so good for you, but in the end, it led you to where you are right now and that can, you can be thankful for it. And this past version does not define your future states. And so does what everyone else around you, like people have done to you, will never be able to define your future states. And with this, once you finally really really understand this you're gonna be in the two of cups energy harmonious on it's really like a balance here it's like two sides it's like the yin and yang energy this balance that is rekindled in your life and you will see 
that actually, I mean, closing off your heart might be a reaction from the past, from being hurt so much, but closing off your heart will eventually lead you, you know, that will prevent you from receiving all this amazingness that is meant for you in your life. And I'm seeing really, like this week, there could even be, you know, you run into someone, you meet up with people from the past, and it's actually a great um, energy here, what I'm sensing. Yeah, beautiful. Mm, the reading is amazing. I think I should do this more often, doing like pile readings. I think it's more fun for you as a listener. But yeah, let's get to the last section. I have a thing. <laughs> I have a thing. So let's just get into it. Okay, for the end, I have a poem. I actually found it randomly and I thought it was beautiful, but I have to say it's in French. So don't mind me. I haven't been speaking French for 10 years. I've had it in school. And if you really want to look it up, it is called Pour Toujours. And it is written by François Copé. So it goes like this. Pour toujours, l'espoir divin cadeau au pavier informé. Et cadeau en partage, l'espoir d'aimer longtemps, d'aimer toujours, d'aimer chaque jour davantage. Le désir éternel, chimérique et touchante, que les amants soupirant, à l'instant adorable où, tout en se cherchant, leurs lèvres se respirant. Ce désir décevant, ce cher espoir trompeur. Jamais nous n'en parlâmes, et je souffre de voir que nous en ayons peur, bien qu'il soit dans nos âmes. Lorsque je te murmure à monde interrogé, une douce réponse, c'est le mot pour toujours sur les lèvres que j'ai sans que je les prononce. Et bien qu'un cher écho le dise dans ton cœur, ton silence est le même. Alors que sur ton scène, mémorant de longueur, je jure que je t'aime. Qu'importe le passé, qu'importe l'avenir, la chose la meilleure, c'est croire que jamais elle ne doit finir, l'illusion d'une heure. Et quand je te dirai pour toujours, je ne fais rien qui dissipe ces changes. Et que plus tendrement ton baiser sur le mien s'appuie et se prolonge. Oh my god, that was the first time I was speaking French in. I don't know, but I've, yeah, okay, I've practiced this, it's, um, it's been taking me a little bit to get into it, but honestly, I should speak more French, guys, I've also had Spanish, so who knows what's gonna come up on this podcast, um, just kidding, you know, I'm not gonna turn this into a, um, uh, podcast of reading you poems, but I still hope you enjoyed this, I mean, we should all receive a little bit of of a love poem on Valentine's Day. And even if today's not Valentine's Day, I really wish you the most amazing time. And I hope you enjoyed this. Um, Yeah, and yeah, I'm just super happy, guys. The podcast has been 
so you know blowing up and so many new listeners are here i'm really really happy and grateful for you all and don't forget guys to also check out my instagram at the witch's hunt if you see if you want to see more witch tips if you just want to have some extra additional info as always my youtube channel is at cedar moon with weekly readings with spiritual topics and all things you pretty much need for your own spiritual journey and it's just so amazing we have such a great community over there just so many beautiful amazing souls so yeah that was it for me today i hope you're having the most wonderful week and remember to always listen to your intuition because magic lives in all of us blessed be